are safer drivers, men or women? Well, according to a new survey, 55% of adults feel that women are most responsible for minor fender benders, while 78% blame men for most fatal crashes. Please note that the percentages in these pie graphs do not add up to 100% because the math was done by a woman. For those of you hissing at that joke, it should be noted that that joke was written by a woman. So, now you don't know what the hell to do, do you? No, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women. Tell- Norm Macdonald, 1997. Norm. Rest in peace, man. Norm was a one of one. Yeah, there, there really are. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, there's other funny people, but nobody is funny like Norm to me. That was he was my dad's favorite weekend update. Oh, really? Guy. Well, he was Lorne Michaels' him. favorite. He, oh, was Lorne he? went up at the Emmys, you know, to accept the Emmy for the like, you know, SNL's <laughs> annual right. Emmy, and he said, uh, I think he said, like, there have been a lot of weekend update hosts. Norm was the greatest, yeah. and you know, come on, whatever. But um, but yeah, that's very sad, and we'll talk you know a little bit more about uh, current events and news uh, later but uh, but yeah norm mcdonald died too young there's a great episode of uh, conan's podcast right um where they just talk about him uh from a, a few weeks check ago that out please because... do it. it's that's probably the most fitting kind of like retrospective slash tribute i've seen about norm so far is just like the these people that were semi close to him they weren't like best best friends but right. um just kind of breaking him down you yeah. know, and it was very interesting to hear. He, so. w- one of my all time favorite Norm moments is when he went on Conan and he stayed for the next guest. I don't know if you've ever seen this one from Melrose Place, <laughs> the girl who comes out okay. trying to promote her movie with Carrot Top. Sure. And he just, it's mean, but it's, but it's so brilliant. He just continually blasts holes in the movie as she's trying to promote it. <laughs> and Conan is like trying to keep it together yeah. and trying to help the other guests, but also cannot not lose it you yes. know because norm is so funny yes <laughs> i mean it's anyway it's worth checking out you guys should look definitely look for that one if you get a chance and the other thing i mean a, a hot topic issue or whatever but Ooh, hot topic he was so good at saying things that were inappropriate in a way that you couldn't pin him down yeah like at one point he presented himself as the person defending minorities while also quoting statistics, which they can't really, I guess, argue on how minorities were more responsible for crime, which obviously due to poverty or whatever. Sure. And he was just like, but why is that? And like the experts is there, it's literally trying to do something good. I mean, yes, it's, it's, yes, I'm not yes. saying this is something you should do, but he's saying, no, I agree. He's like, I love these people. There's nothing scientific that says anyone should is more you know likely to commit crime he's like i'm trying to defend him so why is that and he just and he just keeps like the person's clearly not ready for that and it's one of the one more of those just completely inappropriate like we're moving backwards things but also hilarious and this is so much of what i think dave Chappelle is doing yes where he's kind of talking about listen sometimes the funniest thing to do is the mean thing he's like i'm just that's honest whether you like that or not that's how the world is and the jokes work and are we going to police that? They, or not? they talk mm-hmm. about that quite a bit in the Conan episode, which right. is uh, that they knew him to be very compassionate, very right. empathetic, and very, um, uh, very much uh, not wanting to offend someone. Yeah. Yet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a big yet there, which is that they 
saw him do it constantly and it was always in service of the truth and of uh and of the joke yeah. obviously of the joke but they kind of make the point that if there's if there's on one side being like cautious and um and 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 walking on eggshells and and then not offending someone uh and then the other side is telling the truth right. or telling you know a version of the truth uh, he'd rather tell the truth, you know. Yeah, by all accounts uh, that I've read and seen and everything else, uh, just a sweetheart in real life. But right. un- under the spotlight, right? Like yeah. when it's on, it, like you he said, in hard. service of the show, he went in hard, service yeah. of the art, in service of the comedy. Yeah, and it, it there was no seventy five percent. Yeah, meaning was, truthful to himself. Right. Like you know, of he, he couldn't be fake or he yeah. couldn't yeah. Like, feign. You know, uh, he's like laughter. James Bond. You know, rough around the edges, <laughs> but we of, loved him. Kind of. Yeah. Anyways. Um, we, uh, obviously haven't been, uh, been here in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while since our last podcast and I guess we should just start by welcoming everybody to episode 44. Yeah. Um, it feels like all the time in the world has gone by <laughs> and, uh, we, we, uh, have been doing stuff. Uh, you went to Hawaii. Um, oh man. Listen, I, I, I highly recommend all, to all of our listeners. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard no of Hawaii. Shit. Um, but listen, it it is all it's cracked up to be. And if you have the means, I highly recommend that you go to Hawaii. Well, the the movie related portion is you saw a lot of movie locations at the ranch, right? You know, we saw one location, which was a hundred different movie locations and, um, Kulo Ranch. If you are movie fans and you do find yourself in Hawaii, um, I don't just say this as like a movie fanatic because I think Jess named this as her favorite thing we did as well. Really? It's just such a beautiful place to go. It's got a great history. We took a history tour over there. It wasn't just the movie tour. Right. Um, you know, World War II, they did training there. It was, you know, it was a sugarcane uh, plantation at one point. It oh, was, yeah. it's been a ranch. It's a ranch again. They shoot movies there. They raise animals that, you know, it's just an amazing place. And on top of that, it's as beautiful as any place I have ever been. I mean, that's why sure. everything shoots there. But, you know, for anybody our age, our generation, Jurassic Park alone yeah. being that iconic. And then for all its, you know, shitty ending or whatever, how people are mad at it, including me, Lost, it was such oh, a yeah. such a locate. Lost was such a huge show at the time. Yes. Such a staple of our pop culture. Yeah. And again, you're just walking through there and you're like, yep, every time they cut from the beach to the scary this. wood, this yeah. is the exact path they walked every single time. Oh, so yeah. um, very, very cool. Worth checking out. They have like 20 different tours that run throughout the day. So if wow. you go to Kulo yeah. Ranch, you can literally stack like four tours. You can ride horses. You can do ATV where you drive yourself. God, what a great business. Tours. It is yeah. a beautiful. They have food there. It's, it's amazing. It is a pair. If I could live somewhere (laughs) with no, you know, no strings attached, it's just like, where do we want to go? I think I now have my answer. Um, Did you, not that it matters, but did you go to the part uh, of that where the landing pad was for the helicopter in Jurassic Park? No. Is that there? So the um, overhead scenes where they're flying in was all done on... It's either the big island okay, or Maui. Gotcha. It was not, and then everything where they're on the ground yeah. and moving. So I guess, I guess, maybe I don't think when they unload the helicopter that was done there, but okay. everything else was done there, including like down to like, of course, everything CG'd, but with like Jurassic World, where the giant dinosaur eats the shark that's oh. hanging in there. That's like for some reason they filmed around this like pond area. 
Yeah. And I mean, they built everything around it, but yeah. the water itself is it's like there. also where they filmed. Yeah. And that one didn't even make sense to me. Right. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you just put that in a computer. There's no reason to come. <laughs> everything was built and added. That's but, funny. um, but yeah, they've been there cre- uh, a lot of the time. And, um, and Jurassic Park's probably also the one that has the most, um, stories built around it just because, you know, a hurricane did hit as they were trying to film. And, right. you know, it's, it's more of a story to that one. But I mean, things like Triple Frontier, um, oh, you yeah. know, and, uh, I mean, Brady Bunch, the, the very Brady sequel, yeah, there's a little cave fun, where they hide, sure. you know, little things you've seen Godzilla from 98. Again, if you're our generation, not sure. exactly a, a hit, but, uh, so many, so many movies, everything you, where you've seen Africa or Columbia, cool ranch. I mean, there's right. a 90% chance there's, um, tears of the sun, you know, uh, they just brought in red clay. You know what I mean? It's right. like, you just find out they've been there over and over and over 50 first dates. And it's a great, great place to visit. Um, Hawaii in general, obviously is beautiful, but cool ranch. You can't well, recommend that it. Sounds enough. like a good vacation. Yeah. Awesome. It was um, great. I can do that one day. I went to Disneyland the other day. That was the closest thing to a vacation. Also great. Recently. Also great. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I highly recommend that we did yeah. most everything we wanted to do. Didn't get on rise. Still got to figure out on the next trip how to do it better. You've got but, to. It's uh, incredible. It's, it's, it's just, it was impossible that You'll day. get on it. I think it's some yeah. luck of the draw. Did you guys do Smuggler's Run? Did yeah, you guys do that the, was fun. Oh, um, I got to be the left pilot. Heck yeah. The me right, too. Oh, nice. The right pilot seems to have a little bit more because you're, like, how often are you going left to right? You're pretty much right. always going right. up and down and then light speed. You know, right. and so right. I was like, I got to do right pilot next time. But um, but w- I, our accuracy was still not great. It was like 45 N- nor was or ours. something. I, yeah. I can't imagine anyone gets in that the first time yeah. and crushes it. I mean, including like gamers who do a lot of this. I still feel like the whole the whole system moving and you being in. Yeah you know, the cockpit and everything it else feels very accurate though. The movement oh, feels man, extremely yeah. fluid and good. Um, that so would have been enough for it. me. I would have been so excited leaving <laughs> Disneyland having done that. Flown the Falcon, and yeah. when I say I'm not, and I'm not rubbing salt in your wounds when I say that that was like 25% the experience yeah, of, of rise. rise. Yeah, yeah. And you'll know eventually, no, no, but uh, sure. I was, we were in heaven. We yeah. Were. I'll, I'll go back soon. Um, but I uh, did everything else. Uh, you know, haunted mansions, cool at Halloween and, um, Indiana Jones, I hadn't been on in a really long time. It was closed for so many years, and I, or it felt like years. And so that was the first thing we did when we got there. And it was Until great. Until we got on yeah. Rise, that has been my all time favorite ride for 20 years. Right. You know right. What I mean? Like, and we, same thing. When we, you go straight in, it's right there. Right. We jumped on Indy to start the day, yeah. and we ended, we, we went on Rise before, as they were closing it, right? Before oh, right, we right. left the End park. The so, I mean, it just bookended the perfect kind of Disney. You know, trip. one thing I saw uh, this time that uh, didn't see before. Um, I was with Nick and Nick and Kellen and Nick's dad, and uh, they uh, we were on our way out to Downtown Disney for dinner at five, and then we were going to come back in the park. But we were on our way out, and they did the color guard lowering of the flag and then folding of the flag oh. with the Disneyland band, and they played like you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Star or Star Spangled Star Spangled Banner, yeah. maybe I forget. Yeah. And they played some music, uh, and then they there was a montage of um, uh, uh, salutes uh, to honor each branch of the military with their theme song. Um, and they played them, and it was just really cool. So the color, Disney Color Guard was there. They took down the flags, folded them, that's and then awesome, walked man. off. And I had, had never seen. That. I had that's, never seen that. It happened so cool. It happened, I think, right at four thirty. And um, I don't know if that's every day, but yeah, it was cool. I wonder. Yeah. That's, I would really love to see that. Um, I have the uh, Air Force fight song uh, committed to memory. So, nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I would have definitely recognized no, that. No, it's one. just so cool. It's so cool. Um, anyways, so that's what we've been doing. But here's the thing. We are 
here mostly to talk about No Time to Die, but we are going to do a normal episode and it will follow the discussion on No Time to Die. So um, we're going to go right into No Time to Die, which is the new Bond movie. It just came out this weekend. Spoiler alert. Right. We're going to talk about everything. Right now, if you have not seen No Time to Die and you care about uh, knowing what happens in the movie, we are going to get into heavy spoilers. We will uh, try to put excuse me, the time code of when we come out of the no time to die section in will. the comments we will. Um, or not comments, sorry, the description of the episode. Right. And there is full frontal nudity. We do <laughs> see Daniel Craig's large cock. Finally. So please. Um, okay. So this is the spoiler alert. Uh, please Finally. turn off now if you don't want to hear this, but uh, no time to die. We went on uh, Friday opening night here at city walk in, in LA in IMAX. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I before we get uh, too heavy into the post thoughts, um, you watched Spectre right before it, right? Yes, like yes. the day before I did as well. And the week leading up, Jess and I watched, Oh yeah, you did all of them, all of the yeah. Craig. So it was very fresh because his is like, we've seen now <laughs> a, a completed circle. Yeah. It is a, you know, it is a beginning to an end. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really good way to do it. However, anyone feels about these um, more than any other bond because everything else has been episodic. Every time I watch Spectre, it just gets worse and worse to me. And I, yeah, it's I, tough. Just, I just think um, it's a sludge. The Blofeld character really sucks in this. Uh, he's just not menacing. He's not interesting. More so after um, No Time to Die because <laughs> yeah. now you realize that after waiting 30 years and not having the right Spectre. Spectre and then bringing it in what to they kind of a it. weak installment and then him immediately being eliminated by yes. this other threat, it really makes them kind of like a bunch of bitches instead of like yes. the greatest Correct. terrorist organization and Bond's ultimate villain. Why can't villains. they write these vi- – we're going to talk about villains, but but I just don't get how – And them starting as Quantum is also weird because then it kind of becomes Spectre. Yep. It's an offshoot. It's never totally yep. clear. Anyway. No, it's it's yeah. not it, – it just doesn't – there's vir- virtually no payoff. Any payoff in this series with Daniel Craig comes from other things. It's other kinds of payoff. It's not the – it's not the – the uh, the villain arc or the right. or the or the background, right. it's other things outside um, of maybe Silva is the one, and they even retroactively well, tried to tie him in the Spectre, the which yeah. makes no sense and it doesn't it, and was not planned. And it, no, you should have just had him be Goldfinger. It almost follows the same arc as the original Connery ones because in in those ones you had like Lashif is like this outside person who's connected to Spectre, right? Right. Doctor No is the exact same thing. Right. Then you hit. Uh, Quantum, which is Spectre on the second one from Russia with Love, same thing. Uh-huh. And then Goldfinger is its own villain. Right. And then by Thunderball, you're introducing Spectre officially with right. the guy with Blowfelt with the cat. Right. And that's exactly what they did in Craig. I don't think they planned to do it. But it lines up the but same. But it lines up yes. exactly the same. And then they tried to pull Silva in for no reason. Anyway, we're that's too long of yeah. another conversation. No, no, it's but. all fair, though. Um, but I guess uh, my takeaway was that um, that also – and it plays very much into no time to die is that, uh, the, uh, the love interest, Leah Sado, Sado, I forget how you say her name, but she's, uh, she's just super underwhelming. And, and I guess, you know, it even better because it's so fresh. You just can never top Eva green. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good and she's so interesting and she's such a match for him. And I mean, that's all deliberate, but she's so, uh, compelling and it's properly devastating when she dies. Right. Um, and why they continue to drag her through all these, but Leah Sado is, is very beautiful, but she, she just doesn't 
to me come anywhere close like the chemistry and yeah. the character I, I agree but yeah. you know what i'll say when you watch specter right before yeah it's it's so bad and you don't buy it it's like so like sort of forced, forced i mean you, yeah. you buy it as like a story point because they build it in but, have, but you, you never buy to. the chemistry yes inspector specter is so bad that in my opinion, No Time to Die is so much better. Oh, I agree with you. Y- yeah, it's, you're from, still you're at fifty percent <laughs> compared to like the Eva Green thing, but you're so far ahead that it's like for the first time it felt like okay, they do have history. They are a couple. They are acting yeah. in that way, and yeah, it's not as strong as the you know Vesper character. Yeah, but it's like it was so much more than Spectre that I was happy thing. in that. And yeah. then throwing in the once again spoiler alert, child. Yeah, that moment kicked it to another level, uh-huh. regardless of them. So I mm-hmm. think that was very intelligent yeah um, although maybe problematic but yeah as well no that's so. all entirely fair um i think uh <laughs> i actually haven't listened to this whole thing to even know but right before we went into the movie we yes. recorded our our just final thoughts uh going into it uh when we were at the theater um and we were uh, a t- couple of ma- i was a couple of margaritas deep at that point oh yeah um so i don't even know how i sound in this or you you probably sound very uh thoughtful and uh, articulate i don't know i don't know if i ever sound that way <laughs> well but. let's uh let's listen so this is obviously a big deal this movie we're about to see we're standing outside the imax in city walk which one thing I didn't tell you is that I talked to the chief quality guy. I think his title is like guru at IMAX because I sent an email to the IMAX email address. Like, what is the best theater to see this in? And, why, you know, kind of like why. And he basically agreed with what I said and the questions I had that movies that have scenes shot in IMAX are generally shot with IMAX film cameras, not digital. It's IMAX film, 70 millimeter film. And it's a certain aspect ratio which is one four three to one, and there are no other one four three to one screens in proximity to us. <laughs> this is the one. So I talked to him by email, and I feel good about our choice to see it here. So there should be a few scenes where it like goes the full height of the screen. So that's why we're here. So how do you feel about that? I trust you implicitly uh, to pick the best theater at all times. Um, I never feel like I'll pick the best one. So I just put my fate in your hands. I uh, am very excited. I'm cautiously optimistic, obviously. My biggest thought going into this, I'll try to talk quickly, but I do have a couple margaritas in me. My, uh, my biggest thought going into this is we've, we've never, ever had a Bond in the 60 years of Bond and, and all of our lifetimes we've been watching Bond where we have completed a full arc for a character. We have you know, not just started from when he's young, but started from the first mission. That's where we started with Craig. And we are presumably closing it out here. I mean, he did leave the service, so he's coming back. So presumably, last mission type of stuff. So I'm very, very curious to see how that plays out. I do think, much like Star Wars, right, if they had planned this out beforehand and it's okay that they didn't, they probably would have ended with something like Skyfall. It feels kind of weird to me that they introduced the youngest Bond we'd ever seen in back-to-back movies that literally one starts right after the other and then when they came back for skyfall he was it's a young man's game and he was old so it feels like now he's been he was the only bond that was young but he's been old longer than any other bond at least acknowledged but i'm also very excited for this one um it's been a super long way i don't feel like i've ever we've never waited this long for a bond that we knew was coming like we've had gaps but so i'm just very very excited to see how it ends and also we've never had a bond leave on good terms which kind of breaks my heart when you think about it, though, Lazenby walked away. He didn't want to do another one, even though, and at the time, that one wasn't. 
You're talking about the actor or the character? The actor. Okay. I'm talking about the actor. Sorry, that wasn't clear. So, yeah, uh, Sean leaves because he's angry at the production. Lazenby comes in. They want him to come back. They actually like the movie, even though it's not recorded well. So he walks away. Sean comes back just for the million-dollar payout, leaves on the lowest bar probably for any of his Bond movies, and he even comes back again in the 80s, which is kind of like a sad sort of older version. Roger Moore acknowledged that he stayed probably too, too long. He's like, look, I was older than the mom of my love interest in A View to a Kill. It was uncomfortable. Um, And you can tell how old he is. Um, Then with Timothy Dalton, there really isn't much of an ending, right? Because they go on that hold. They think he's coming back. They were going to do a movie with him in 93, and it never happens. They bring in Pierce. Obviously, Die Another Day is the lowest rated of all the Pierce movies. And then he wants to come back and they won't let him which also kind of breaks my heart because Pierce will always be my Bond so this is the first time we've, we kind of came in with more negativity than any other Bond I think ever and we're leaving with the most positivity and that's kind of cool and I just hope it's I hope it's a great movie more than anything because I would like to send off a Bond who everyone likes with a great movie and I think Craig has done two great Bond movies and two subpar Bond movies I think he's great in everything but it would be awesome if his track record was more wins than losses so that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I hear everything you're saying. I think my biggest thing is, um, I don't know how I'll feel after this is done, but depending on the send-off they give, them, give him, I think that taking a long break from Bond would be a really good idea for the people involved in this. Um, because what was the amount of time between Die Another Day and Casino? Four years? So four years... And what we're currently experiencing is a six-year gap within a character or within an actor. I guess that's the point. Is that it is right? It is the longest gap, and the gap uh, leading up to Casino Royale uh, was that the reason that Casino Royale happened, or? Uh, was it just uh, like a really accurate kind of reimagining of it? I think they could probably do with another one of those after this, because obviously what we've had are, are these is this gritty single arc, and I think you agree with me that we want to get back to missions. It's been since the first one of these that we're like, what? what which one ends with the 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 quilted door? You know, the leather quilted door. That's the end of Skyfall. We've introduced the new M. And they just missed the boat so hard on that. Like, so I just don't know if the audience is loud enough. You know, if, they, if, if they've been loud enough about what we want to see. But I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. Well, Spectre really tried. And I think Sam Mendes fully intended to bring all the elements and do a classic Bond mission. They did miss the mark. I think they've kind of all acknowledged that. That's just proof that you can check all the boxes and sometimes it just doesn't all come together. So that's also what I'm hoping from this one. I'm hoping that this is a Bond mission, a classic. It seems to be a worldwide threat like the old Bonds we loved. And when they do come back, like you said, I don't mind a break, but when they do come back, I I appreciate the fact they did something different. They did this full arc. They did the beginning. But I hope we get back to what was unique about Bond is that he always lived in the contemporary. He just continued on and on and on. And I'm excited to do that again because that's what made Bond unique. So if you're a Bond fan, you love that as much as I like the Craig stuff he's real they've really gone against the grain on every one for him and that's kind of why people love him but if you did nothing but that people wouldn't love him as much because it's not the formula that we all love from Dr. No all the way up through Die Another Day for 40 years so that's my final thought 
I think the key word is fun. Right? Uh, I don't... I love uh, Casino Royale. Is it a fun movie? Eh, no. It's something else. Like, you know, it, it's, it serves a different purpose. But uh, I'm ready for these to be fun again, and I think that they could do it with a young person and a new lease on all this. Agree 100%, and this is part of the reason that I'm so reluctant to rank Casino Royale number one for a Bond movie, same as Honor Majesty's Secret Service. The, part of the reason those movies are so beloved is simply because they are subverting what we know. And I'm not blaming them for that. I love it for that. But you are piggybacking off of, same as Skyfall, really. You're piggybacking off of what works, and that's why those work. So anyway, we're excited. Hopefully this will be great. Can't wait. We'll talk to you soon. There we go. We were right on all accounts. (laughs) You agree with everything we said? (laughs) End of clip. Um, So now that we've seen it, Kelly. Yeah. No time to die. Yeah. What? Uh, what are your? We've ma- both marinated on this. It's very long. It was very long. Did you um, feel it was long while yeah. you were in there? By the way, there there is some background noise. I apologize. Nothing I can do about it. Um, I won't apologize. Hopefully, hopefully it's podcast. not uh, not so annoying. But um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I uh, I felt the length. Yes, uh, there were. Uh, I, and and uh, I wish I didn't. I wish I was just totally caught up in the story. But the reality is. Um, I felt the length. There were many times throughout the movie that um, I was kind of just uh, like, wow, they're really dragging this scene out or they're really, mm. you know, and um, I, I, I don't know. I think that um, when I was thinking about Skyfall, Skyfall is also very long. I forget the, what the runtime is, but this is two hours and 43 minutes. Pretty long. Longest one ever. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm sure Skyfall was 220 or 225 or something like that. But Skyfall is long, but it's also... Um, so dense that movie moves it is an uh, it is a freight train of set pieces and this movie no time to die is not there are i mean yeah there are a lot of locations but not really i mean you think about what Mm. skyfall did it it was not i mean think about all of the crazy (laughs) shit in skyfall um or just moving from location to location so i i I just I think I faulted a little bit for um this is a two two sided thing. I faulted a little bit for not uh being a little bit quicker. Uh but then I'm like, well, if I'm the filmmakers and I know that we're doing this ending for right. Daniel Craig right. and we've shot all this stuff, I think I would regret not putting right. as much of it in and giving it as much breathing room as possible. But I think what that leaves us with is a movie that doesn't feel like bond as much um it feels like something outside of the bond universe obviously all the daniel craig ones feel outside the bond yeah, universe to me but this one i think is the most outside of the bond universe of wow. all of them and i think that's because of the director it's a you know first time bond director who made obviously true detective very atmospheric like you know thoughtful um you know long drama long form mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. Um, I just think that uh, I, I think that it also ties in that I don't think he's very good at directing action. There's oh wow, there's a there's a good and which which is, is so interesting, which is ironic because uh, there's a very iconic scene in the first season of True Detective, the the one right, shot, the shot uh, between yeah. all these buildings and all the action that's going on. But 
I just think um, a lot of the action in this movie fell really flat to me. Uh, I mean, think back to Casino. Think back to Daniel Craig jumping on, you know, the crane and all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not really fair to compare one Bond to another, especially with different directors. But um, there just there was something that felt very uh, one note to me. All of this stuff in Cuba felt not very. Uh, well directed uh the action Mm. felt really not directed and it wasn't until the very end in the island compound classic the action in that compound that i was like okay this feels good all the staircase stuff was the first time where i was like okay this feels right so i don't know that's all just gut opinion i don't have too much evidence to back all that up but that's that's some of my initial thoughts that's interesting because yeah yeah, we we definitely i definitely disagree like we definitely feel different about this so um I thought that in all the ways that Spectre kind of failed to give us sort of a classic sure. Bond mission. Sure. And again, this is with the caveat, we are in the Craig, none of the Craig ones feel, I've, right. I'm on the record for saying that. Yes. They feel different. Yeah. Amongst the Craig ones, this to me was not the best Craig movie, but the closest to a Bond, uh, like a classic Bond mission. Oh, interesting. Now, it was peppered in throughout with more, personal stuff and yes. you know, the storyline that either works for you, doesn't or in the right. kid and going to see Blofeld, all that stuff. And yes, I agree. You could have removed all that. And my thought would have been the same, like this right. is the most bond. So maybe that, maybe there's some validity to what you're saying. But to me, I thought this was the first true action movie bond film we got with Craig. They've all kind of been dramas with like a great action set piece here or there. Right. Now I'm still, of course I think casino is still the best and right, I was right, still right. Skyfall ahead of it. But I mean, we open on such an action beat. I mean, this was, you know, as good, uh, this was a classic bond opening to me. Um, it, it, this is like what, <laughs> what I was, wanted. What was the opening again <laughs> with the car, the car chase, you know, I, I know I realized we had some lead into that with, with them kind of on their vacation, but the car okay. chase and the Aston Martin, him jumping off the bridge him using the machine guns. Yeah. I enjoyed all of the action throughout mm-hmm. because I feel like we haven't really gotten that as much with Craig. Um, and also, uh, again, until the very ending where they, yeah. uh, again, we're going to get to this anyway. So spoiler alert, they yeah. kill James Bond until the very end. Like you said, the final act is the most James Bond yes. act you've got. Oh, I agree with that. And, and totally, it, yeah. so it had all the beats that I kind of want in a James Bond movie. All of the Ana de Armos things and meeting her and having that kind of piece in the middle, I yeah. really enjoyed. Yeah. thought all the actors were really good, too, um, top to bottom uh, as these characters. But, yeah, I, I know there was more to it, which I guess I just expected with Bond. I also did not feel the runtime. I think Jess probably definitely did. Yeah. I haven't talked to her directly, but I think she did. Yeah. But what's really funny is I talked to my mom about this. I don't think I've ever lined up so much with my mom on a Bond <laughs> movie or any movie. Um, she never likes anything past two hours. Right. And the first thing she said to me was she was like, I didn't get bored. I can't believe it wasn't. I can't believe it was as long as it well, was good, because yeah. I didn't feel like it was. And she also loved the opening. She's like, I think it was my favorite opening ever. I wouldn't go that far. But, um, and then she said that she hated the Billie Eilish song <laughs> and doesn't like uh, her whisper singing. Yeah, and it's well, not proper singing. And listen, fair. my mom's a music teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, but then <laughs> she said, I enjoyed, she was the same as me. She was incredibly conflicted and didn't want to see Bond die and didn't enjoy that and didn't yeah. need that. Yeah. But everything but that, she was like, I just, I thought it was a great movie and I enjoyed 
it thoroughly. Right. And I can't say anything about it was bad. I just didn't like their choice. And now I wonder, and I guess we'll all be wondering unless they state it directly, is that why Danny Boyle left? Interesting. They, there's been a lot of chatter about this. Yeah. That he refused to kill James Bond. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a noble uh, thing, if so. But I think that's all just uh, you know, in in theory or you know, hearsay or whatever. But right. Um. We'll never. We, we may never know. Um. How uh, did you feel about that? I mean, where you saw me at the end, I yeah, was at ridiculously the, at the end, emotionally Patrick kind of was devastated. very very uh, affected, and I don't think he wanted to get up for an hour. Um, <laughs> I was beside but, myself. But uh, we had to make him get up. Um. I. Uh, I just when it happened, I just was like, "Yeah, this is of course what they're doing." Right. There was no part of my brain. It wasn't necessarily that I went to it, went into it expecting it, but um, the the beats that led us to him dying are uh, felt so natural. And and let me just say that I think this is a good movie. Do I think it's a great movie? Eh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about maybe our ranking of them in, yeah, a, in we a bit. Definitely but will. Yeah, but I'll I force it. I I just think that um I don't quite put it into the great category. I put it into the very good category. Okay, that's very fair. competent. Um, and for the most part, I very much like the movie. The first act I thought was fantastic. I was, I, I, I don't necessarily need action and, and, and whatnot. It, right. It, it, the first act felt to me very dramatic and very thoughtful. And the fact that there's a cool, you know, car chase and, you know, yes, scene yes. that's, that's cool. Using but, the gadgets, all but that it, stuff. you know, that was kind of secondary to me. I love that he went and saw Vesper's grave. Right. There were just, there were a bunch of beats that I really loved. Um, and, uh, I would say, yeah, the first first 30 minutes to an hour of the movie i was i was just like yeah this feels great um and you know it it stayed pretty good for the most part uh anyways um the concept of him dying just real quick let's talk about how it came to be uh, you know this this the the conceit of what the villain is doing in this movie is a separate conversation and i really don't like what the villain's conceit is in this or how they displayed it or how they explained it or how it uh-huh. was, you know, it's, it's these nanobots that are DNA targeting. And, and so that's all very bond. Like the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. is very bond, but how they went about displaying it. And, uh, you know, it's like this big pool of water and I guess there's robots in there. It's, it's all a little bit vague and weird stupid science stuff there's right. a bunch of light up rods in there movie and science. it's like movie science what do the rods do i don't know i don't i didn't you know it, i mean it's bond design it, it sure and i guess that's the thing is they were trying very much with this final sequence to make it a big bond villain layer uh very dr la, no throwback a la ken adams mm-hmm. production design and and it and it sort of got there i i think one thing that i can't ever get out of my head is when he, it's so stupid that this stays with me so much, but he's standing on the hill looking at all the missile silos Yes, when he finally gets out and it's so CGI. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like you were doing so good and it's not like they don't use shitloads of CGI in these movies, but it just was too CGI to me. Another thing that felt very CGI to me were the, uh, the uh, Range Rover flips in the forest. Yes, they really and were. And I'm just that like, part that stood why? Out to me it looked silos. bad in the trailer. I remember when right. I, I initially saw that, I was like, they have CGI car flips? What the fuck are they doing? Right. That's so anti-Daniel Craig the, yeah. Bond. What? Yeah, they set a world record for car flips in Casino Royale, and now they're not even daring to flip a car? 
and it pissed me off. And so the fact that the island, I like the concept of the island. It's this big lair, and most yeah, of the interiors look good. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they were okay with really some subpar imagery, uh, you know, at the end there, uh, including but not limited to his death. Um, and you know, the impacts, the missile impacts and all this shit on the Island. I just was like, okay, this just looks really dumb at anywhere in the back um, of your mind. Did we've got green smoke pop in here <laughs> because even in the emotional state that I yeah, was, sure, where I was like, they're sure. really fucking doing this. Yeah. And my yeah. seething anger, but also the emotional beats were so good and so well done. Yeah. And the music was yeah. so good and the dialogue was moving. And like you said, they planted the beats perfectly. They, they, yeah. they wrote this correctly. It was logical. I just, yeah didn't want them to write to do it, it. In, yeah. in no way am i this is not a you know um oh poor to me poor execution thing and i'm, right. I'm not no, talking about any no, visuals no. i'm talking about the story it, you know down down to even you know if i had not seen the trailer yeah when he opened and he says we have all the time in the world and they're driving around in the car i would have yeah. thought oh they're gonna kill madeline right like right like we're they're that's, actually gonna do the that yeah and so if i didn't know she was coming through right that like and and the way the music like we gotta i gotta say real quick hans zimmer crushed it to me the way he brought in so many themes the mm-hmm. vesper theme the all the time in the world like and would just and honor majesties pieces. the honor majesties yep. theme played dun, at least once dun, dun. in the yeah. background yeah, yeah so good i mean even the credits also Having this be at least similar to Dr. No, which was the original, and having the dots, I don't know if you noticed that yes. on the yeah, opening yeah, credits, yeah. Oh, which the is the Dr. Titles, no yes. title sequence. It is. But, um, so all of that was really good, too. Yep. But And then when they – and I had in the back of my mind, too, was like, what if they kill Craig? They could kill Craig, right? Like I had been thinking about that, yeah, yeah. but I yeah, just yeah. thought – no, I kind of put it out of my mind. I was like, I don't think they'll do that. Um, And then when they killed Felix, I suddenly felt like, oh, we're safe. Like they oh, killed, the they one killed the one guy, yeah. and they wouldn't, you know, take it even further. And then obviously when that moment came, it really wasn't with the silos. It was like, you know, once he got shot in the pool before he yeah. got scratched, I was kind of like, all right, uh-huh. well, we've seen him miraculously escape, but it does feel like they're doing this. Now, yeah. as much as I hate it, like I said, all the Craig stuff has subverted everything, right? Yeah. So I understand it. It feels right for his arc. I just don't like it or yeah. want it. Yeah. It also... um you know, they, this is maybe their only chance to do this. Um, yeah. I, I'm defending it, even though I hate it. It's like, if they're going to go back to the original formula and we're not going to have a closed loop, mm-hmm. then this really was the time outside of maybe never of say never this, again, which wasn't official. Actor. Yeah. All right. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And bringing the kid in also, when the mm-hmm. kid came in, I thought, well, that's not good. And at the, li- <laughs> and at the line, because, you know, if you're going to kill him now, there's something to go on. Yep. And I felt like that was being planted. And I think it was. And that was, again, well done. I just didn't like it. Yeah. And then when he says, you know, she says the worst part about you, he says my timing. And I just immediately thought, <laughs> no time to die. My timing is my worst you know, thing about me. Yeah. So all of these things have been cycling through my mind. Our friend uh, and listener, loyal listener, Nick, at the end uh, at some point trying to pull me out of my depression, leaving the theater said he's fictional, man. Like you'll be fine. Um, well, Nick doesn't get it. And I would like to address. Yeah. I would like to address. First of all, I have no nostalgia for a show called saved by the bell. And I still remember being more emotional at their uh, graduation than my own graduation. So that's how I feel about the fictional world. But also, um, I, you know, not to be mean to address this, you know, the Golden State Warriors winning or losing a basketball game also don't matter, but they bring great 
passion and, and importance to your life. Patrick, and James Bond's been with me forever. Hey, listen, I love Nick. He wore a tuxedo to the movie. So yes, he, has he, not, he doesn't have he to looked, uh, apologize to me. Um, but um, but I just I did want to address that. And and you do you start to care about these fictional characters. And I, yeah. look, we've watched the documentary Trekkies, and you know yep. somebody goes to court as a jury duty in a in a Star Trek uniform to right. jury duty. Um, I get why people do that. I wouldn't take it that far. But I get why people do that, and this stuff does mean something to you, and it lives with you, and it makes your life more fun and more I, worth living to me. I, so. I guess my my thing is I wish that I was as affected as you were at the end, um, you know, the, the uh, plot points that led us to him dying or choosing to allow himself to die right. uh, to, to protect everyone and do what he needed to do. Felt very natural, like I said, but um, but I just wasn't. And, and I think it was just because I'm kind of exhausted. Right. You know, I it was it. just exhaustion. And, and it also, I'm very aware that uh, this doesn't mean James Bond is going away yeah. at all and uh, when they wrote at the end James Bond will return that also that's their classic that's ending that's the post credit it almost line, felt yeah. comical to me this time though because it was like a one foot in one foot out and yes. I knew James Bond was coming back before the this. one foot in one foot but, out that's a good way to say but stating that it, at yeah. the end after doing the ultimate you know Killing oh my him. god I can't yeah. believe you're doing this and you said exhausted I just want to throw it back to what you said right before we went into the movie which yeah. was I'm ready for Bond to be fun again yeah. and as much as I think both of you and I will acknowledge Casino Royale amazing Skyfall amazing we'll talk about where this one lands yeah. the Craig era great N- not knocking the Craig era but it has not been any of the things that we love about Bond yeah. and I think so many classic Bond fans love about Bond and I think that's why the the killing him took it to that it was the perfect thing for Craig, but it, it took it to that next level of what yeah. I haven't liked yeah. the whole way through because it's it's not fun. And also, my mind also flashed at one point to the Eternals trailer, which <laughs> ran before the movie, <laughs> yeah. where I think the line is, when you love something, you protect it. And I, I remember thinking, and I, I don't care about the movie at all, and I, I don't know <laughs> if I'll see it. I'm sure I'll see it, but but I just remember being like, yeah, that's kind of how I think a lot of fans, not just me, feel. you feel like you have some ownership over things you are a fan of. And uh, I think that's maybe why that's I was a, so affected That's by a, good, uh, a good line to apply to my relationship with modern or 2021 Star Trek also. We, we'll talk about some of the new Star Trek soon. But um, but yeah, when you love right. something, you protect it. And right. pro- what does protect it really mean? Well, it means not letting it get too far away from itself, you know? Right. And uh, I, in my mind, and these have just gone so far away from James Bond. Um, but, um, let's, let's transition into, uh, how we rate these movies for a minute, because, uh, I've thought a lot about this and, um, uh, I guess the, (laughs) the question is, do we have the same rating (laughs) or, or order rather, maybe not rating, but order. Um, I think we're pretty solid on the top two. Yeah. Casino Royale and Skyfall. Skyfall's number two Um, for sure. And, uh, I guess the question is, how close does this come to Skyfall? And I think one of the things... It, it, okay, so actually, I have a whole paragraph here about um, what can we do to to analyze or, or to rate No Time to Die? And all we can do is compare it to Skyfall um, because I think Spectre is really bad. Um, and quantum, quantum is unfinished. Uh, quantum really has grown on me. I me enjoy too. it. I don't know why. I don't know either. It uh, shouldn't. It, it, objectively, it should be the worst easily of all of these, I think. But it's, I would say, a step above It is uh, above, above Spectre. Spectre. And I, thi- I think it's because, let me, I'll just throw this out yeah, real quick and I'll let you jump back in. 
I honestly think Craig is the coolest and the most comfortable as Bond in that, in that one, and he yeah. looks the best yeah. of anything. And I think he carries the movie. Also, his character has dealt with more than any other Bond has throughout all of these, and that's part of the weight yeah. of it. But he never was carrying so much as the one that was right on the heels of yeah. what happened in Casino. Yeah, yeah. So it's so emotional, and to have the Bond girl in that one not really be his love interest, yes. but be someone also dealing with something, that movie is really Satisfying. about revenge and yeah. being harmed and being like damaged, yes. right? Yeah. And even though it's unfinished the plot it makes sense but it's stupid and it's you know very very thin Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff spectre on the other hand set up all this great stuff and the opening was good and then it just you know drags you know what it is quantum is the i think the simplest daniel craig bond movie well it's the shortest that's for sure no i mean that's what i'm saying yeah there is less to it and i think it puts it more in line with every bond that preceded it Maybe so. Um, Maybe so. But I like Quantum. Oh, also, that's the first movie where he's wearing Tom Ford. And there's nothing he like looked, a Tom oh Ford suit. You know, but and you, he looked, he actually looked old after that one too. So he looks young. Like, <laughs> yeah, he really yeah. still looks young in that one. And he's got the right suits And on. he's got yeah. all the best stuff yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, he looks yeah. incredible. And the movie, to me, Maybe because of that. What's the opening? Cool. The opening is the is the, the driving, guy, Mike, Mr. White, uh, Mr. White in, in the, the trunk. trunk. Yeah. yeah, okay. And um, and when we left that movie, we watched that movie at Sony. I don't know if you remember. They I gave do, us very much. Screening. It sounded great. We, we we went into that, and I think a couple things affected me when I first left it. One, you're coming off the heels of arguably the best Bond ever, a Bond yes. movie that I ranked two all time. Right. It's right. as good as anything. So the expectation was higher. Yeah. But then on top of that, not feeling unfinished when we left i was like okay so die another day is the worst bond movie and this is the second worst <laughs> bond movie of the 22 at the time i don't right? think i don't think die that, another day is the worst bond movie. so i don't need, I, that's that's what that's what i'm gonna say but yeah, now but re, putting now revisiting those, them, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i felt then yeah, yeah and revisiting all these i remember i still enjoy the goofiness but octopussy is an absolute it's travesty of a bond dog movie. I mean, that is terrible yeah. and yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know why a view to a kill which is just as ridiculous is not as bad but octopussy is a terrible there's so some bad. there's some really bad bond movies but anyway i mean when you put james bond in a clown outfit oh, you, you've lost yeah. and you another agent lost. died is that point? anyway <laughs> so um all, all that's pretty dumb but um so we both rank Casino Royale easily. We're not even going to go into the reasons. We've talked about this before. That's number one for the Craig era. Mm-hmm. We both rank Skyfall number two. Yeah. So you're number three. It's got to be this one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's got to be this it, the one. Quantum is still too flawed. There's too many yeah. issues. Um, I guess. Uh, so looking I at Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. You probably sit uh, uh, No Time to Die closer to Quantum Yes, and I sit it closer. Not Just, that it's right next to Skyfall, anything but, like that. Uh, yeah. But it's closer to Skyfall to me than Quantum. Okay, so that's I think maybe the I think that's accurate. Us. I think that's accurate. Yeah, and, we and need and another again, one in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it comes down to me not caring about because we are on the Craig arc so much of kind of the weighty, slower story stuff, but enjoying that they injected it, in my opinion, with so much of the classic Bond stuff, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. the the ending, again, until they changed it. You know, that is the classic Bond ending, except he miraculously escapes, right? And, right, goes off. Right, and right. I wanted him to go off into the sunset with his family, and that's how he would end, right? right? Like, that's a suitable Bond ending for Craig, too. Sure. But everything until then was my favorite Bond ending in... I don't know, probably oh, wow. since like Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. That was, I was, I think, 14. Right, right. I mean, right. that was the last like classic Bond 
right. ending that was good to me where it's one man army or two in this case. I love them working together, you know, yeah. taking on this whole. Yeah, that was so, cool. So, yeah, it lands right in the middle for me. And then it's Quantum and then it's uh, Spectre at the bottom. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And um, and I think most people will agree with us with all of that. Uh, Skyfall, I think, is far superior in it, in its photography. You had. Uh, I agree. Was it Roger? I think is Roger Deakins uh, shot uh, Skyfall, and I forget who shot this one. Linus Sandgren, maybe mm-hmm. um, shot this one. I thought this one was, was a little lacking in its cinematography, which is unfortunate because it, it was shot partially in IMAX. Not a lot, but yeah. but there were a few sequences that were shot in you IMAX. You got a better eye for that, than and you know. um, and it looked good. Um, wow, they're really getting loud outside. Sorry. Um, and uh, and I think that so between Skyfall uh, having uh, I think the far 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 superior villain and far superior cinematography it just sticks out to me i think that this plot and the written dialogue of no time to die are probably better than skyfall i mean we've talked about yeah, this i agree skyfall with that Skyfall has a shitload of plot holes incredibly you could drive trucks through like, the plot holes are so big. it's bananas so i just think that we have to um we have to uh, yeah we have to kind of give them equal uh, pros and cons, and I think in that sense they're probably very close to each other. I think you're right. I I put it a little lower for other reasons, but um, but they're very very close. Yeah, yeah. So to me, to me the strength good. the strength of Casino is yeah. uh, the the great launching point for Bond, where he's right. rougher around the edges, which is why it works for Craig. You know, right. he's not who we know him to be, and it just sets the stage for why he feels the way he does about so many things sure. and acts the way he does. The strength of um, Skyfall to me is the emotional weight of the connection with E&M, right? Yep. The returning villain who kind of mirrors that. Yep. And then, and again, this is subverting. This wouldn't work if, if they weren't changing what was so good. But maybe my favorite Bond sequence ever is when he is running to catch up with Silva. And he's, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. but, you know, bon, uh, uh, M is in a bold statement. It might not yeah, be my yeah. favorite sequence, but she's reading you know, the, yeah. uh, we are not now the great strength, oh, you know, it's a great that, sequence. That we yeah. are what we yeah. are. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Bond is older and he can't do what he, he's no longer the super spy, right? Yep. He's like the, the older version of himself. But the fact that he won't stop, like he may not get there. He's for the first time. We we're not sure, you know, well, he's a little he's too slow. He's a bulldog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he and is, that running, just, yeah. just seeing him run and that shot with that, poetry yep. over him it's very good to me just takes it to another level and, and like you said there's plot twist but keeping that one so at home in britain which we had never seen before i mean it really is like a coming home mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to end it at his home yeah all of that stuff was very unique this one again to me the most classic of the of the bond movies in the craig era and yeah that's definitely my reading um mm, nice that's pretty much all i've got to say i will say i really enjoyed the ensemble of actors in this i thought even people with that were used to little yeah like anna de Armos, i thought they all did a good job yep. and they were really memorable even the smiley face extremely you know, memorable you know, she's outstanding in it um yeah the smiley so villain. that I, I really enjoyed that all these little characters and these little sequences yep. um were you know just really, really well done. And the other 007, I'm already forgetting her name, was, I thought, I thought fantastic. Right. The whole thing. I don't know how yeah. you felt, but I thought uh, she was really, really yeah, great. pretty much agree. Can I ask one thing? Yeah, yeah. And this isn't necessarily totally Bond related, but just like our Indiana Jones part-time line, part-time. why did they change the delivery of the line for, that we heard in the trailer so many times, history isn't kind to men who play God? 
Do, do, oh, did, did they? You I, didn't, that? I didn't notice it. It I was so good in the trailer, and it was just such a history isn't kind to men who play God. And it was kind of a throwaway there, in this one. Uh, I will say that there are line deliveries from Daniel Craig in No Time to Die. I don't remember the lines, but I remember being so off-put by some of his line deliveries that it it uh, it, it it adds to the reasons that I, I agree question with you on this, this I agree director. With you on this. Yeah, because there for were the first ones time. for the first time ever where I was like, clearly Daniel Craig. I mean, we don't know what other takes look like by definition, but this is a different Daniel Craig performance than we've ever seen. Yet they're in the final movie and yeah you're right about it that took me out uh, i would say there was two or three really significant ones um where uh, and i think most of it actually i could clock it right now was all when he was talking to blofeld right before he killed him oh man that yeah. entire exchange Weird sequence was so oddly performed by craig that i was confused it was like nothing that the Batman Joker interrogation was in Dark Knight. Remember how good like that scene yeah, was like this incredible yeah, yeah. scene? I remember thinking as they were rolling him forward. It was kind of like, hey, why don't you tell me? Why aren't you telling me? And it was like that was, was the energy. You're right. It. And you're, you're like, right. what? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's not how Bond would function. I felt the same that's... way. I'm not sure why that stuff didn't stick with me as well. But now that you're saying it, I felt that way several times. Yeah, through the movie, I, I really felt that way uh, several okay, times. Good. I also thought there was stuff that was very well done. Which, you know, the classic Bond thing is to act like this doesn't bother me. When he right. walks up to Swan and throws his hand out like he's going to shake her hand, and her look and how that kind of stops him. Yeah, that to me was like this brilliant moment of like, okay, we're addressing yeah. how he reacts, but this time he can't do that. Yeah. you know what I mean. So that stuff I thought was really good. But yeah, I agree with you a bunch on the direction for that. Yeah. for that stuff um a whole lot yeah. well um i think we'll uh, we could we could uh, end our uh, no time to die section for now um, we'll try to uh, uh not have any more spoilers in the episode it's also very loud outside so we yeah, might sorry take, about that well let's take a let's take a couple of minutes well break i just want we'll to say yeah. james bond will return and so <laughs> james we'll bond will return to talk about him all right. Well, so what uh, else do you want to talk about, man? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> that was a lot of. Uh, that's all I got. A really. lot of James Bond. Care about. Um, we should talk about some movies that we've seen. Yeah, it's other been a movies. long time. Uh, it has been a long time, and uh, for me, this is going all the way back to. Um, I saw the Night House with Rebecca Hall. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. you clocked that. Better. I didn't see it, but I remember when I, it was. Coming I out. really enjoyed it. It's a, a it's a nice atmospheric psychological thriller. I wouldn't even okay. put it in the horror category at all. So okay, that's I, stuff if, I'm more into. If you like that more. stuff, yeah. um, I actually think you might really like this one. I think it's very good. Um, you do you saw Shang Chi, right? Shang-Chi. Yes, Jess and I saw Shang-Chi. That was fun. Um, it was fun. I think maybe you you might, just based on your rankings on Letterboxd, I think you might have liked it a little more than me. I really think that I thought it, it was fine. gave me a new lease on MCU uh, doing kind of different stuff or not yeah. um, not exploding the world too much because again, right. we know that they went to the ends of the earth yes. and how yes. do you bring it all back? To and Eternals me? is going to be similar to that. Which, the ends of the earth shit, stuff. yeah. So. Who knows? But no, I agree with you. I yeah. think I maybe felt that way a little bit with um, more than you did with Black Widow. Oh, fair and, enough. And then I think we both kind of yeah. felt similar to, well, yeah, I two, still like Shang-Chi. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'd still rather have that than a bunch of superheroes. I was very into the beginning uh, of Shang-Chi and yeah. kind of the establishing stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was good. It was uh, good. Uh, what about um, 
uh, uh, what's the other semi uh, Venom? Did you see Venom yet? We haven't seen Venom yet. Um, um, we're see a Venom, behind. it's it's very yeah, interesting. Plan, we plan on it for sure. Is oh. it better than the first one? I think so. Yeah, yeah? I okay. think it's better than the first one. It is so short. Oh. It's an hour and a half. Good. Um, it's a very small story. So again, in this keeping of like making, let's shrink the world a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, for it. and, uh, Tom Hardy's doing his great thing again. And, uh, I really yeah, enjoyed it. Mrs. Chang. Do, do I think that, uh, so I guess it all comes down to like, just because I really liked it. Do I think it's good? Eh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. I, the older this, I get, the more I kind of can yeah, acknowledge and I'm able there's to a realize. Difference. Yeah, yeah. There's something I like. There's something that's good. And yeah. every now and again, when they come together, it's great. I so. think, yeah, I think, I, I think for me, I liked it better than the first one, but I did not, um, I don't necessarily think it's, it's uh, more well-made or anything, but you know, it was directed by Andy Serkis, which I think is wild. What? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Serkis directed this. Oh, cool. This. Yeah. Okay. Well, so he's, kinda, he's done some directing. It's but kinda, yeah, yeah for interesting. sure. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I saw a documentary called The Alpinist. Um, if you saw Free Solo. Alpinist. No, Alpinist. Alpinist. Okay. As in Pete. someone that climbs alpine oh, mountains. Oh, I did not see that. And uh, check that out. If you saw Free Solo, which yeah. I know you did. Oh, my God. Um, this is like cranking seen. it up another level. I really, no. really recommend well, it. I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to handle it. Yeah, it's, okay. another, it's another level for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, those are those are a couple of them. What are a few that you've seen? Um, I'll just kind of rattle off some because yeah. uh, we've watched a bunch. Uh, we watched Together Together. I don't know if you saw oh, that yeah. one. I enjoyed um, that. Yeah, we both enjoyed that. Jess and I both just thought it was a good – It's just kind of quirky little movie. And, and also, warm. yeah, yeah. kind of reminded me as much as it was different, kind of reminded me of the old – rom-coms we used to get regularly yeah um not saying i need a heavy dose of those but it's nice to get those now and again you know totally. it used to be a real staple of things before comic book movies um going to hawaii um i on the plane i watched chaos walking which i did not care for oh I don't know if you ever yeah. saw that one <laughs> I'm, boy was that um is it is mm. it uh, Gerard Butler? No, who is no? The it's guy? Uh, it's Tom Holland. Uh, it's a uh, chaos walking. Um, yeah, it's oh, the Spider Man, and then it's um, what's her name uh, Ray from Star Wars. Um, and uh, you oh, can God, hear you can hear this, men's yeah. thoughts on this oh, island. I'm aware of what it is. Uh, yeah, I didn't it's see it. uh, it's it's not good. It had um, such terrible reviews when yeah. it came out that I was like, okay, I'm not. It, seeing it was a, a an airplane movie. It was like one <laughs> sure, of the six sure. that were available. For some reason, we had very small selection on the way there. And, yeah, what and airline on the way back? Um, we flew Hawaiian. Oh, but weird. on the way there, it was like six movies, and on the way back, it was like a hundred. So I I don't understand <laughs> what the difference was. Right. Um, and uh, I also watched The Courier. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that. It's Wait, the, is that? Benedict? Yes. It's the true story of the British uh, businessman that they sent into the oh, Soviet Union that yes. presumably – I did see that. I liked yeah, it a lot. I, I thought it was it's fantastic. great espionage movie. And yeah. you know, it really showed you what actually happens in the real world. Which totally. Is, they don't always get it away. It felt very realistic. How they you know, at least played a part in stopping the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Big anyway, it, it was a really, really moving like and random well-executed – Yeah, and, and uh, just brutal movie. Um I uh, watched Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, which I think oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. talked to me about. Loved that. Great. Very heartwarming. Great. Um, also watched the documentary Being James Bond, which I know you saw. Oh, uh, yeah. Just about Craig's experiences. And again, just enjoyable. Not incredible, but enjoyable. Yep. Um, and recently just watched uh, The Closer, um, the uh, final Netflix stand-up special from Dave Chappelle. I'm about halfway through it, so d- no spoilers, yeah. but I, I, am, uh, I am getting through it and um, – 
I mean, I always enjoy Dave Chappelle a certain amount because I think he's That's smart. what I was going to say. I think he's um, a brilliant stand-up. He's just so. very smart. Uh, that's really it. I, do I think that this is so far better than other ones? No. Me neither. Me neither. But I think it's yeah. kind of on par with this kind of stretch that he's done or at right. least right in right. the same ballpark. The other thing that um, I caught up on um, was Minari, which I did not see before the Oscars. Wow. You saw Minari for the first time. And I really, really enjoyed Isn't it. Isn't that a nice um, movie? Yeah. It's just sweet. And it's also like, it's sort of a perfect simple movie to me. Simple. I, I, yeah. I may never watch it again, but it's just like, I don't know. It felt kind of like the blueprint for just a, a simple family story. Yes. Like it, there was something about how, I don't want to call it basic. Basic's not the right word, but there was something about how sort of just honest and straightforward yeah. it was. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, simple, I think, is the word. I mean, I, I talk about Rocky like it's simple, and I love that. Yeah. So, um, that felt really good. I absolutely hated Sweet Girl. I watched Sweet Girl. Who's I don't in know that? if you saw that. It's, um, it's, um, the girl who played Dora the Explorer, uh, she's okay. changed her screen name now, and it was uh, Aquaman. Um, I'm now, I can't believe I'm blanking on Jason both of them. Momoa. Jason Momoa. And it was this Netflix, straight to Netflix, uh, but yeah, it was one of their productions, and it was going to be this revenge thing with a father and daughter. Oh. And spoiler alert, the dad's been killed the whole time, and the girl is actually doing all these things on her own. Oh, uh, no. and, and anyway, it, it really, really dumb. Uh, I hated it. Uh, <laughs> and that rarely happens with me in movies. I also went to the theater to see the card counter. Um, and okay. What'd you think? I saw it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know who made it, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and I, you and know I, why, <laughs> but I think that's kind of why I enjoy it. I just know what I'm going into yes. when I go to those yeah. movies. Um, it was weird. It was dark. It was, you know, all those things. And, um, I just, I really think Oscar Isaac, is like a almost a perfect leading man. Sl- I really he's think like he's like a sleeper lead it, yeah. actor that he doesn't always get to be he's the lead awesome. that he deserves. He he is he is what may, and I don't want to make this a big political thing. He is what makes me think. Yeah, whitewashing is probably a thing. Like I just don't know that there's yeah, any why reason would he why he wouldn't be, be the biggest he, leading man star right correct. now or as big he's as anyone. Beautiful, yeah, but James, he's also so charismatic and really good at pretty much every type he's yeah. he's pretty good at comedy but he's also really good at this stuff a uh, very very dark stuff he's great um so uh yeah card counter real quick um well firstly i don't know much about tiffany haddish i think that they were trying to cast against type in this and and hopefully people don't take that as a race thing i'm just like She's a comedian. Yeah. That's like, this is a very, very hard R movie. This is the guy that wrote Taxi Driver, wrote and directed this movie. <laughs> like, this is a very dark, gritty concept yeah. of a movie. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of like them throwing like Sarah Silverman in the movie or something. They're just trying to cast against type to, to do something different and obviously give someone a shot to to play against I think it's type. cool they gave her a, ch- a chance uh, 100%. I just don't think she's good. I, I don't um, think she nailed it either. She's definitely the weaker she link. She struggled through the movie. You can see it on her face. Uh, I'm sorry, Tiffany. Yeah. But, she she, just but she's did. great. It's just and this wasn't necessarily her. I, I think that she's just miscast. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Ty Sheridan plays the kid. I think he does a good job. I think he's yeah. pretty, pretty accurately cast in it. Um, but uh, this is a, just another example, though, of when you have one guy I think who's superior. I felt the same way when Christian Bale, um, I can't remember what movie it was where he was with Bradley Cooper, but American Hustle, I think. Oh, where yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh, there's levels to this shit. Like you're watching and you're <laughs> like, I have nothing against Bradley Cooper. Sure. He's great. And, sure. You know, but then you're watching it them together. I felt the same way with Oscar Isaac, everybody was acting with. Yeah. In this, other than maybe Willem Dafoe. I don't know if you know, um, Paul Schrader has now ended three different movies exactly the same way 
um, that last hand against the glass yes. together. So originally American Gigolo, he ended oh, I don't know that, that way. Yeah, okay. And when he did a movie called Light Sleeper, also with Willem Dafoe in 93, uh-huh. Susan Sarandon, uh, Willem Dafoe, I listened to a commentary on that movie and he stated, I realized I had had the perfect ending and I'd used it on the wrong movie. Mm. And he used the ending in Light Sleeper. And now he's used the ending in the card counter. <laughs> and it's almost becoming like, to me, like, his, I, I don't his, even... His bo- signature Yeah, thing. it's like I don't mi- even mind, even though it's weird, because it's almost like a staple like Tarantino might have yep, in movies. Right. Where it, but, it, but it's the ending. So it's also weird that it's the ending shot. And, you know, they hold that ending shot, it's you remember, for like a full long, minute and yeah, a half at least, of just yeah. these hands against the glass. So I don't know what it means to him. I would love to try to unpack that. Right. But I found that interesting. I just wanted to mention it. I don't, I don't know what it means. I um. I I really enjoyed Card Counter, and I uh, I I love the simplicity of his filmmaking. I love that he uses lots of wide lenses, and he just lets things sit. Oh, there's yeah. there's more room in a scene, uh, any of his scenes, both in the visual of the frame and in the editing, uh, letting things just sit. And I love it. And you know who else is really good at that? David Lynch. It's one of the main yep. reasons. It is anti-claustrophobia in filmmaking. Yes. It is the absolute opposite of claustrophobia. If born 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 identity <laughs> is claustrophobia, to say. To say. this is the opposite. And, and I just love that. And we've done nothing but get away with that from get away from that since the For like the MTV generation right? and least. the quick cutting and everything. Yes. And then especially like you said with Born where we started saying, Oh, we'll put you in the movie, but then you can't really tell where you are. So Spielberg touched on this. It was the first time I'd ever really thought about that. I knew uh-huh. I didn't really like what Born was doing, even though I enjoyed the Born movies a lot. Yes, yes. Um, but I didn't know exactly why. And Spielberg had said, like, cause they were doing Indiana Jones four, um, which we, at the time we thought might be great. Um, and Spielberg said, well, no, we're not going to update the look of Indy, even though it's been a time period, because he said, I, I've always been much more of a fan of the geography of the screen mm-hmm. and knowing where you are and what, mm-hmm. you're, you know, than putting you into it. I'd rather you watch it, but know where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's just a hundred percent, the kind of movie that I like in, yes. in terms of like the look. And I agree with you a hundred percent on this. It's like, you let it sit the older. This is probably why pacing doesn't bother me and why I like a slow burn of a movie that I like. Right. And why I like the original Rocky, even though it's incredibly slow by today's standard. Mm-hmm. They just let the story build and I'm already into it. So it's like I want to spend time there. I want to not leave and I want to take in, like you said, the background and yes. let shots go. I mean, there's so many scenes that there's another thing Spielberg does where you don't even realize till you go back and really clock it or think about it. But where he's just moving the camera along and you actually feel like there have been cuts, but there haven't. We've had a whole scene of dialogue for two and a half minutes <laughs> yeah. and there haven't been any cuts. It's yeah. just, it was all choreographed really well with the actor's yes. movements and with the camera movement. And we've kind of lost that a little bit, I think in movies now, well, at least standard. it's like the art of efficiency. You know, yeah. it seems to me like Paul Schrader can show up and be like, we're going to knock out this movie in 15 days because right. I don't need a shitload of, of, of angles. And I don't, we're not even going to probably do a lot of takes, you know, he's, he, he's probably more in the vein of like how Clint Eastwood directs. Totally. Just totally. kind of, I mean, I don't know that, but no, it, it I get like the that. sense of that. And uh, I just have a lot of respect for that because it's the opposite of how so many filmmakers function. It's also the opposite of when when we see a long shot by a filmmaker now it's always flashy and trying yeah. to show I, mean, I don't have anything against it it does impressive need to be, though, but yeah. it's always like we're going to build this shot with no no cuts and we're going to blow their minds yeah. and these are the opposite things these are built in so you don't notice it this is the, right. the classic hollywood filmmaking of 
we're going to pull you into the story so you forget you're watching a movie right. as opposed to like French New Wave or whatever else you want to say where it's like, right. let's remind everyone we're watching a movie it's, it's all art, the time. It's art, it's art. Which, which is also cool <laughs> yeah. at a time. But yes. yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So anyway. Um, I'll talk about a couple more real quick. I saw a movie called Small Engine Repair. I'd highly recommend. I don't even know if okay. you've seen the trailer for that. Have you? I don't know, that I don't know about that at all. Please watch that when you get a chance. Um, I, I quite loved it. It's a small movie. It's based on a play. Okay. Um, and uh, it's got some, you know, good people in it. Uh, but uh, I think you'd really like it. Um, small engine repair. Small engine repair. Yeah. Um, a couple of the. Oh, and then I saw Eyes of Tammy Faye. Did you see that yet? I was gonna bring that one up before we left this segment. Um, yeah. Well, what did you think? Okay, so uh, I do have a couple others to mention real quick before okay, we get out okay. of movies. But uh, but Eyes of Tammy Faye, I, I quite loved. Um, Thought I thought it was amazing. She, uh, she deserves an Oscar nomination for this. 100%. I think. Best role I think uh, I've seen her in. No, yeah, I would agree. I don't think any... Well, huh, I don't think <laughs> I don't James think out anybody there. else in the movie is so outstanding. I think Andrew Garfield is totally good, you know, serviceable. Uh, everyone else is fine, but Jessica just like absolutely, as they say, makes a meal out of it. She is she is Tammy Faye. She's so unrecognizable half the time or most of the time. And uh, I just also think it's a beautifully made movie. I think it's impeccably done. The the uh, production design of all of these eras that we go through, we go through the – I mean, really, it starts in the – really, like, the late 60s, early 70s, and then yep. we get all the way up through the <laughs> 80s and the 90s, oh, yeah. and then kind of in late 90s. And, and it, I think just impeccable production design and costume and makeup. And, uh, and then on top of that, one of the best performances of the year – on top of a really compelling, interesting story, and I don't know anything about this uh, this culture of the tele- televangelists. Oh my god! Um, I know they exist, and I know they seem a little odd <laughs> to me. Um, but I didn't know this story. I knew the name, and that's it. And so I just can't recommend it highly enough. I think everybody needs to see this, and I think. Uh, two things. I think not a lot of people see it, saw it. It made no money, and it left theaters really fast. Yeah, that's why I went and, to see it so quick. And I, so I, I, I just recommend week. everyone go out and uh, you know rent it or whatever as soon as you can. I couldn't recommend it any higher. I, I mean, uh, you know, my, you know, we all have our own like personal journeys, but yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, I wasn't raised in the televangel, you know, evangelist right, like online, right, right, you know, right. raise money. I wasn't raised in the wealth ministry. Right. So that was always seemed like a scam and bullshit. And it still does. And it is. Yeah. Um, objectively. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go on a whole rant, but it, it infuriates me. What was amazing to me about this movie is they didn't punch down on these two. No. And I thought they were going to, no. they were actually, they, they, they definitely, uh, uh, took a, took a swing when they, when it was appropriate to, uh-huh. but it reminded me a lot of the disaster artists, which is to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Like there's you, a lot of love for the, the absolutely. Subject. I mean, yeah. you feel such empathy and you, when you find their whole story, you no longer feel at least not to the same degree. Okay. These people are just scamming people out of their money. Yeah. Now it does acknowledge that there are, there is, plenty of that right yeah. like and it does like it's not in any way trying to say no you know this there's nothing to this and they're totally forgivable and clean and all that stuff but at the same time it really shows you that when you are born into something and you are raised with something and you believe something and you can have the best intentions ever yep and really intend for something to be good um and it can go so fucking wrong um i mean yeah. the reason it made me think of disaster artist is you can't be honestly not laugh at them. 
Like if, yeah, if you have right. any sense at all or, or you're removed from that world at all, it's kind of like looking at Scientology stuff. Yep. You can't – there are moments where you just will – I mean it's ridiculous. I mean yes. you, you know, you're, you're, it's absurd. Right. Just like Tommy Wiseau's actual creative instincts. Right. If you're not laughing, then you're you know, trying to – you're pretending. Yeah. However – the fact that he can't control whether he has terrible creative instincts, yes. there's a certain respect, right? For yeah. look, this guy's just passionate. He's and, just a and guy. He, has, he, yeah. he really has the best intentions. Yes. And he's no different in that way than your favorite Anybody creative else. person ever. Yep. And he's got the work ethic, probably more so because mm-hmm. he can't be being told mm-hmm. yes. And it's kind of the same with this, where it's like, you know, they just believe what they believe and they're trying so hard. And obviously there are turns that it takes later where you can question, no, you should have known better. But I was just so moved by them. And so heartbroken. And more specifically her. Yeah. Her her especially. Yeah. Not definitely not as much him early on a little bit to him too. And maybe that's me having tried to find my way in the Bible belt community and growing up, you know, and, and I'm just, I, you know, the dogma of religion and the the problematic nature of kind of organized religion, which is different than faith, I, yes, I will say. Of course. Um, and different than, you know, anybody's belief in God. But that is really highlighted here in, in a problematic way. But it also, you know, it was kind of one of those movies where it was like, man, it's tough being a human being. It's tough trying yeah. to make sense of all this and do, you know, Incredible and I, I just, empathy. Yeah. yeah, they were just. I just loved him by the end. Yes. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And her, like you said, her especially. And she I felt is, so terrible I mean, for them. It's and kind her. of cliche, but she's she is a victim of circumstance yeah. in the movie, and she is not blameless, but she is at the end of the day, her uh, entire message was just we all need to love look, they should not so have been taking yeah. any money. She should oh, have been of course, more yeah. aware of things. But I do think that she was also just really dumb and naive to all that stuff, yeah, as opposed yeah. to like instrumental in moving things. No, but, yeah. you know, showing her with the earliest people uh, infected with HIV. And, it's a really you know, inspiring And, and reaching stuff, out yeah. against every, what everyone was saying. Um, and by mm-hmm. the end, you you hate so much <laughs> the, yeah. ba- the people behind, yes. you know, this whole movement. But with them... Yeah, I've I've talked enough, but um, no, yeah, you're great, you're right. and and she was incredible. She should win so an Academy incredible. Award. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I can't think of any other female performances that I kind of loved as much this year, but it's still early in the season, so we'll see for sure. For sure. Um, a couple more to mention really quick uh, that were both kind of more obscure. Uh, I saw Titan, <laughs> the Palm Dior winner. Oh, um, yeah. it is, it is out in theaters now and uh, it's French. So it's, 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 a, yeah, right. you said that, I say that it's French. The way huh? I said it is exactly how I feel about it. Um, it's so French. I guess that's, it's essentially French for titanium. Titanium is the right, word. So, right. um, and it's very, um, abstract and it's very of french of course and it's uh it's beautifully shot that's also french this yeah <laughs> the story that they are telling which uh is very abstract and allegorical i would imagine um it's just not for me <laughs> I, it's Fair. it's a, a hard movie to watch there's a lot in it that feels derivative of quentin tarantino and when i see that stuff i'm like oh this is kind of interesting Right. But it's not the most part for the most part that it's uh, I don't know. Uh, you should see it because it's a significant film. But um, uh, that's really all I can say um, on the flip side of that coin. As far as abstract movies go, I saw Lamb last night, um, man. 
I'm gonna and Jess has no interest, so I was gonna ask if you wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm I sorry I saw it already. Okay. Um, Laura, I went with Laurie, and I I uh, had so much interest in seeing it, and I quite loved it. I I I don't um I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I think I gave it four out of five okay. on Letterboxd. Um, it's I, the time of year when I want to watch stuff like that. So exactly. I jump on it. And so it is an A24 movie and they, they seem to be making a lot of similar movies. I mean, I guess that's the point. They are the studio that makes those movies, but, right. um, unlike, let's see m- more recent A24 stuff like green Knight was a 24. Right. Um, you know, a lot of these movies share DNA, whether they mean to or not, they for just sure. simply do. For sure. And so this is, uh, this is a folk tale essentially also. Um, and it is, uh, I think really enjoyable. I think it's beautifully shot better than most movies this year. I think it's beautifully performed. I would say that it is, uh, some of the least dialogue I've seen in a movie in years. And they're speaking, uh, you know, Icelandic or right, whatever, so right. that's helpful. But it, but it doesn't even matter because there's so few lines of dialogue. It's, um, it's quite beautiful, and I think that the story they're telling is abstract, but it's also fun. I just, I, I right. like it, and uh, I think I put it in the category of like David Lynch abstract, where the abstract stuff in it, when, when it's not even that abstract, but the stuff that happens in it that is uh, weird, yeah. Um, yeah. it's not about really placing too much on it. It's just weird because it's weird and that's fun. I mean, it's that's like world building, right? It's like you're in a Twilight Zone type of. Yeah, exactly. Scenario. Like, you're not either... like The Witch. Did you see The Witch? Yeah, a lot of people are comparing bit. it to okay. The Witch. Okay, yeah. I, maybe I'd read that. Yeah, a lot of people are comparing that. And and I guess the point is you're either on board for that kind of thing or you're not. Exactly. And if you are on board for that kind of thing, then I can't imagine you're not liking this. Well, same um, as Green Knight. I mean, you know, again, yeah, you, you it's just a have good, to. It's a good Even if it's not yeah. for you, you have to go in. Being like, okay, this is what I'm going to watch. If you thought you were going to see something straightforward yeah. that didn't take some kind of imagination, of course, um, right. then you're not going to have a good time. And if you if you don't want something that's a little bit, I imagine that's I'm um, speaking for Green Knight and probably this one as well. Right. That's you know again weird, bizarre, and also a little unsettling. Like if you if you're not on board for that, then yeah. I imagine there's no way you like it. But as long as you know what you're going to. I'm excited yeah. to hear you say this because I, the, I, I was very intrigued from the trailer. Sure, the trailer and, and very is very intriguing. But. Well, the, the last thing I'll say is um, that it's the age-old uh, thing from film school, right, is show, don't tell. That's like oh, the yeah. cardinal rule oh, yeah. of filmmaking, and most filmmakers can't do that anymore. It is so they just beat, beat you over the head because these corporations that make movies uh, d- never went to film school. Um, yeah, sure. This director does just one of the best jobs I can think of in recent memory of showing us the exposition of the movie and not telling us. Yeah. And I just respect that so it's much. Cool. Yeah. So Look, I, it's a visual I medium. Like There's it, other yeah. elements, of course. There's tons yeah. of elements to yeah. filmmaking, but it, it is based. It's a visual medium. So. Exactly. That's very, very um, cool. Hey, well, listen, before we move on from movies, yeah. did, did you ever end up watching The Beast? <laughs> so, uh, no. And shout out to okay. our, our, uh, our, um, uh, write-in caller uh, Nick, who so greatly recommended it. I uh, have it on my list, but my list of like secondary stuff to watch at home has not been touched in right. yeah. months. I thought you um, might not. I've have. been pounding out as much in the movies as I can, or at the movie theaters. But I have watched virtually nothing at home, um, including TV. We're going to talk about TV in a second. I've tried to watch a few things, but like I'm way behind on 
well, a lot of new things. Let so. me know when you want to um, watch of course, it, and, yeah, I'll, yeah. and I'll rewatch it. So, we will can you do really? A, so we okay. can do a fresh. Yeah, that's, can, that's listen, very man, fair, you yeah. write into the pod. Yeah, yeah. You recommend no, you deserve some, we're some take uh, recognition some for so, that. Okay. And, uh, and so I we'll think get back to it. But later in uh, November, December, we get into the holidays, I'm going to be working less, and, and I think we'll we'll try to do some of that stuff. Sounds good. Um, but we could transition into uh, some TV. Uh, Let's do it. There's uh, only a couple of things that I want to throw out. Um I mean, there's a, there's actually a lot of TV going on right now, and uh, a lot of it has just started, so I can't really speak to how it's going. Right. Um, but uh, Only Murders in the Building is almost done, and I quite love that show. Do you watch that show? So a bunch of people have recommended it. I wanted to watch it from the beginning. It's yeah. just like you said. It's a matter of time. And time, when do you have? Yeah. So Jess started watching it not thinking I was interested, <laughs> and then I got really mad. Yeah. Uh, Why you know, would not I not be really, interested? But I was like, hey, no, 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 no. I want to watch <laughs> so Steve she, Martin. So she's going to go back, and we're going to watch <laughs> okay, it together, yeah. but, I, but I just haven't um It's very cute. It it's very fun and jaunty, and I – uh, I recommend that. Um, right on. There uh, are, are some new shows uh, that are just getting off the ground, like The Problem with John Stewart had its first episode on Apple TV Plus, How and was that? that was good. You know, he's obviously tackling. John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, he's John Stewart, but he's. This is a very somber show. He's tackling major issues and he's bringing people in, and uh, it's not quite as funny as I you'd think he's expect. wanted to do that for a long time. So, uh, he has a kind of a legendary clip between right. it's him, Tucker Carlson, and somebody else where they really expected him to come on and be funny. And he just starts destroying Over them it. and saying, yeah. do, you, do you not understand that you're. Right. The, not just this is not entertainment you're the yeah. reason you're killing the country yeah. and they're literally they're so they're so un- unable to grasp and right. wrap their heads around what he's saying that they're like it's you know something like well you do this and you do that and he's like i do comedy he's like yeah. the fact that's your response anyway i don't want yeah. to hold no 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 that. sure sure cool I'll, I'll check it out um and uh we have uh a new show on Apple called Foundation. Have you caught any of that? Haven't watched any of this. This is going to be a huge chore to get through this show <laughs> because it's slow and it's uh, deep sci-fi. I don't know what to compare. Like Dune. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Dune okay. is yeah, yeah. deep sci-fi. Um, and Foundation is based on an Isaac Asimov story. And all I've watched so far is the pilot. And I think there are like four episodes now, but I quite loved the pilot. It has some of the best visuals of any sci-fi I've seen in recent years. Like I'd put it up against, it's not quite like Blade Runner 2049 level, but it's close. And I just give Apple a lot of credit that they're putting this much money into this show and, uh, and it's got some great people in it. Um, and uh, it is even though it's not in the vein of Star Trek, it's in the vein of Star Trek in that it uh, is creating, it's starting to show us an entire universe that's really well thought out and very compelling. And the morals of it are the biggest part, you know, of it. So in the same way that, you know, Star Trek has the prime directive and all these things. So uh, I can't wait to get more into that. Um, and uh, actually the only other one I'm going to mention really quick, uh, which was kind of uh, news tied in with a TV event, which was the inspiration for Netflix series. Man. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. You recommended and it. And you watched got, the fifth one, the yeah. final one. I got home from Hawaii and the fifth one had come up. Right. Um, so I just watched them straight through and, um, 
How inspiring was Same that? Same exact thing as you thought. I I rarely, I feel like I, I really never cry in real life anymore. I cried quite a bit. I don't know what that means. But the only time that I, uh, I usually, I don't bawl really in movies either, but right. the only time I really ever tear up and get emotionally moved um, normally yep. is for things like this and yes. for, for movies and for TV. Yeah. And this, the last one particularly, yes. the fifth one, I was just welling up yep. um over and over and over again it really moved me um it, it's just you know like they said it's an incredible f- kind of first step and adventure yep. i don't know what the future will bring but um right yeah all the things you said about it when you recommended it i think on the last pod it's um, it's beautiful i don't know that i recommended oh, it no. on the pod yeah, i was, might have sent you a text, text. yeah um, two yeah but that. this is a, this is the first time we're talking about it on here but uh, inspiration for was a five part series that focused on the inspiration for launch, uh, the, the SpaceX launch. And what's cool is that they, um, they edited it very aggressively, uh, right up until the launch happened. So you have lead up episodes that, uh, released just days and weeks after the content was shot. And then, uh, two weeks after the, the they returned to Earth from that mission, uh, we had a fifth episode that showed a lot of the footage of them in space and stuff. So they just really, I can't remember a time where a show or a docu-series or documentary was edited that fast. You know, it's just right. really impressive. And I think one of the reasons that it was so emotional is just that it's really well-produced and really well-edited. Um, the music is great. It's just really tight and uh, and powerful. And, of course, the human stories of these people are great. So if you didn't follow that, it's a five-part series, you know, an hour each. And uh, it's, I, I would say, one of the most important things going on in in positive world, world news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right now um, and <laughs> yeah so uh and uh, i'll just i'll end the tv well, my tv portion with okay. i haven't watched squid game i don't know what it is uh, nor have I'm, i you I'm and me maybe both, gonna watch it i don't know <laughs> you and me both are as out of uh i guess the the relevance no idea what uh, it is. imaginable for doing a podcast about this yeah stuff. yeah but, um yeah we just haven't gotten to it either um, I will say Ted Lasso continues oh, to God, just yeah, make we me had a happy. Yep. Um, it just makes me, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say. It's wonderful. It's, 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 I've compared it before, but it, it's like love. Actually, I just feel better when I finish it. Yep. Um, Lower Decks, I continue to enjoy that. <laughs> so good. Back. The uh, most recent one, I think, was one of my favorites. I forget what it was I don't about, know if I've caught the I just most loved recent it. Yet, but, I, but I've liked all of them. Yeah. Um, Jess has been watching. Um, did you ever watch uh, any of Jack Whitehall Travels with My Father? No. Have you seen any of that? Um, that's a charming little show. A lot, a lot of fun. It's just a cool. you know, kind of a buddy. It's a, it's a, um, obviously a documentary series, but it's, but it's kind of like a buddy film or a buddy series because it's him and his dad and his dad is really out of his element and doesn't want to, you know, do a lot of the things that they're doing. Sure. Um, but they're traveling all over the world and it, it, there's just a bunch of points that are, that are really funny. Um, if nothing else, I hope at some point you'll see the clip where they actually visit the bridge on the river Kwai. <laughs> And the dad is just so adamant about, you know, why it's important and not just its history, but it's one of the greatest films ever. And there's something that's so mean. But again, we talked about sometimes the meanest thing is the funniest thing about something that someone really loves and cares about and just (laughs) poking holes in it while they're (laughs) trying to enjoy it and just being that person, which is what Jack Whitehall does. Um, And, you know, it's just 
to to kind of spoil part of it, yeah, you know, fine. he's so excited about standing where potentially David Lean sure. stood to film the Bridge of Reply, and of course, Jack immediately like, looks stuff up as they're leaving, and he's like, "Hey, they shot this in a different country, so <laughs> really, that wasn't relevant at all what you were talking about." Anyway, so uh, worth checking out if you have a minute. It's that's not wonderful. anything that's life changing, or you have to see. Sure, it, but, sure. You know, it's a good one. So that's cool. That's all I got on TV, though. Um, well, that's cool. We could talk about some upcoming movies, and then we'll transition into. Uh, um, Actually, we're going to talk about news first, but uh, and then some upcoming stuff. Well, with news, yeah. we should probably state that William Shatner is going into space. That is one of my main things. He's, so today is October 10th as we record this. Uh, <laughs> it, you, hopefully, you'll be hearing this in the next couple of days, the 11th or the 12th. Uh, or the 13th or the 14th um, or whenever. But uh, October 12th, um, in a couple of days, Shatner's going up in the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin rocket, which is a suborbital flight. It's not anywhere near what SpaceX did recently, but it gets them to the edge of space. They're not yeah. quite quite in space, but um, they're close. And uh, Shatner's, uh, what, 90? 91? Uh, yeah, so he continues to 90, amaze. Yeah, he's going up. <laughs> he's he, going he, said, he said himself, I'm, I'm terrified. Um, he's, yeah. he's not at all like the countdown <laughs> crew. It's kind of like, no, I'm just excited. Um, I, it's so fitting that he's going. Yeah. I'm, of course, a little bit worried about him at the same time. Yeah, the health. And listen, knock on wood, I, I of course, hope nothing happens. Okay? Of course, There's yeah. nothing in me that would ever want anything to happen. If Shatner died going to space be, after a 90-plus year life, it would be a great run, and it would yeah. kind of be the ultimate way to go out. Yeah. However, want him to come back safely yes. and to have gone to space, that would be even better. Kind of hate that he's going with Bezos. Really wish it was part of the Elon Musk stuff, yeah. but it is what it is. Um, I don't, and also, Shatner, I mean, we yeah. love him. He's as talented as anybody by a lot of accounts, kind of an asshole. Sort of feels like sure. maybe also appropriate. That's to appropriate. Go with Jeff yeah. Bezos yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Anyway. Um, well, the yeah, the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin and the uh, Richard Branson Virgin uh, yes, uh, Galactic, yes. both of those are geared towards civilian travel, uh, nay, rich people travel. Yes. Um, whereas people. SpaceX. You know, we just we just saw these four people go up. One of them is a billionaire by happenstance, right. but he's extremely well qualified. And then the other guys, uh, or men and women, um, are uh, not. <laughs> right. So it just shows that there's a difference of philosophy between these companies. I think everyone knows it at this point, and and also. SpaceX is going to space. Um, these other ones are eh, sort of space. Right. Um, you know, you have a space plane that just skims the edge of, you know, the atmosphere or whatever it does. And Blue Origin, I think, goes a little higher. I forget what the distances are. But um, it's not even, in my mind, as not even close. to the highest orbit anybody's um, ever done without yeah, a true yeah. astronaut. Yeah, you know? with, with total civilians. Yeah. Um, but they had to train for six months for it. I don't think Shatner's been doing the level of training. I mean, nah, those people had horses. a full-time job for six Six months training for this Shatner probably has not spent much time at all doing much of anything, but I guess I don't know. And that's the other thing is you can't, um, you can't compare them because SpaceX and the people involved in Netflix and, and everyone produced a beautiful five part miniseries right. about it. Are we going to get that for Shatner's flight and Blue Origin? No, of course not. No. Because we got no one has the the wherewithal yeah. to give us anything like that or to promote it in any logical, uh, positive way. And uh, case in point is the um, 
the footage and 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 uh, coverage of when Richard Branson Branson went up yeah. with his plane yeah. a couple of months right. ago. It was dog shit. It was so self uh, righteous and involved, and uh, it was just a jerk off of epic proportions <laughs> that was so disgusting to me that I turned off the coverage. I was watching it, and I was like, I can't do right. this. And like, how different of an experience from the SpaceX launches? Well, beyond even that, it's I think just, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, Shatner is a passenger. Um, yes. the, you know, the SpaceX situation was, you are, you, you are, are the crew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are the crew. Exactly. Right, so right. just a different, different scenario. It is very still very cool, yeah. but it uh, is cool. Scenario. It is cool. So. But, um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, other news, obviously we talked about losing Norm Macdonald. He was young at 61. We also lost Michael K. Williams. He was only 54, uh, excuse me. And, uh, Ed Asner was 91. So that was three yeah, un- very yeah. unfortunate deaths recently. Um, some other news, uh, Cobra Kai was renewed for a fifth season. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. I have that written. Uh, there, uh, let me just say yeah. you, you really, really listeners and you Kelly, you really, really have to, even though it's not the best movie, uh, rewatch karate kid three. Oh yeah. This yeah, new yeah. Season. It's, it's going to be important for right. Silva, that character. That's fair. Not that's Silva, fair. but Johnny, somebody. I can't okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's fair. Uh, you know, talking about, um, box office for a second, uh, it was weird, you know, Shang-Chi won or really had a lot of goodwill and a lot of people went inside. It was a huge box office success, uh, considering the pandemic. And then they moved up Venom two weeks so that it didn't conflict as much with no time to die. And so it gave Venom a week on its own. Mm-hmm. And that proved to be a huge gamble. Like when they did that a few weeks ago or months ago, I was like, really, they're moving the date already uh, again. You know, it, right. that seems aggressive and uh, it paid off because uh, Venom is now the biggest movie. Well, I should say as of right now, the biggest movie release of the pandemic, they got 90, wow. 90 yeah. million gross that's uh, domestic. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, and you know, it's noon on Sunday, Normally, by this time, we have uh, results from the weekend box office, but we still don't. So I think that's really huh. weird. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Here's here's a, we need a recount? here's an estimate on box office mo- mojo. This wasn't here before, but this number to me seems to you in real time. wildly accu- inaccurate because 56 million domestic um, – it it added another hundred and something international. It's up to three thirteen worldwide, but it's been out in some other countries for a week or two already. Right. So fifty six seems really low when yeah. Venom hit ninety. So I'm not yeah. sure about that. I feel like that's um, not right, but I mean, who knows? Maybe I guess, today's audiences are more into Venom than. Yeah, than I don't know. Venom. That's crazy, I was though. really assuming that No Time to Die would break a hundred this weekend. I thought so too. Um. So especially with how much people seem to really love the Craig era, I mean, by, right. by everything you read and hear exactly even more than, well, I, I mean, our screening and most of the screenings I saw in LA were packed, uh, you know, tickets yeah. were sold out yeah. or almost sold out for pretty IMAX much everything. Back. I don't um, want to return to this completely, but what did you feel the mood in the theater of that big IMAX theater was when people were leaving? Obviously, you know how I felt, uh, you know, how you felt, um, did you get any sense of how were, do you think people were like, were a little unsure what they thought due to all the big kind of bold moves or uh, um i i don't know i thought uh that it was just all very final yeah. you know felt like we're done like we just 
we just finished dinner. It's done. Yeah. Let's leave. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, that we don't want to get in back into spoilers cause that was a separate section, but, uh, but yeah, I, I would say that it felt very kind of nonplussed or whatever. I don't know right. what the word is, right. but yeah. Um, okay. Just curious. I don't know. Maybe that was just me though. Um, uh, also in the news, uh, at the Peterson auto museum in LA, there is the bond in motion exhibit. We went to it uh, the so other much day. Fun. That was really cool. Seeing a yeah, bunch of so bond cars, um, on display. Um, that same day I went to the Academy museum, which, uh, you've, I can't wait to get there at some go. point, but how was it? It was okay. Oh, okay. um, it was That's not okay. spectacular. It was okay. That's kind um, of it's, it's feels a little bland. Um, there, there are some exhibits that are awesome and I'm sure you'll love them. They're not bringing it. They are not going to attract casual movie fans with right. these exhibits. Right. I'm sorry. They're just not. Um, well, it, that is kind of perfect for the Academy. Well, <laughs> that sort of tracks perfect. with all the problems. It 100% <laughs> does. And it just shows their further disregard for what – I mean, you make a museum for the people who are fans of that thing, right? So right. if you, you have should. an art yeah. museum, you know, it, okay, you got to bring in those artists. But if you're if you're the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and you uh, are not trying to appeal to the general public because the general public are your movie going audience, right? They are not the film critics. They are not the Academy. You're not making an Academy museum for the Academy. That's yeah. crazy. They don't understand. This any of that, has though. to be a museum for casual movie fans. And you know what casual movie fans want fun movie shit. Yeah, I agree. And there is so little fun movie shit in this. There are, uh, there's a wizard of Oz exhibit. That's very good there. Uh, and you know, maybe I'm too materialistic, the you know the prop costume areas are interesting and i love right, seeing that right. stuff uh i would say that's about maybe 20 to 30 percent of uh it um they've got the mount rushmore from jc backings <laughs> hey, <laughs> on display that's, that's pretty cool. cool um but you know there are some things that are cool and a lot of things that are very uh just kind of boring well this is a drag um, to hear but also not totally unexpected but you so. but you need to go it's For a very sure. it's no, a nice going. building and um and the the restaurant in the lobby is very beautiful and so on yeah. and so forth i drive but, by it every day on the way to work so yeah I'll nice to stop there eventually um and uh and you know what and it made me pr- uh, pretty excited for the lucas museum to open I, oh my god after it was done i was like about. i was like you know what if anyone's going to make a museum about the fun of movies or you know, yeah. closer to yeah. that. Yeah. I'm like, at least we're also getting the Lucas museum. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so I'm, I've been excited for that for a couple of years. Um, that's really all I have in news. I could mention a couple of, um, uh, just upcoming things to keep an eye out sure. for, uh, before we get into rotten tomatoes. Um, but uh, I guess this is sort of news, but, uh, Paramount moved back a few movies. We haven't talked about this yet, but they moved Jackass to February and then they moved top gun to may. Right. Uh, and then they moved mission impossible to September. So, uh, whatever. I think, <laughs> I think that's a missed opportunity for Paramount. I think that Paramount is just so afraid of not making top dollar, but I also think that, um, if you just keep kicking the can like that, I think uh, you're also 
taking an equal risk uh, to kind of alienate people or to lose momentum and lose goodwill and all these things. So I just don't know. It's not like we're not going to line up for Top Gun Maverick. Of course we will. I know. I know. But uh, it just is a bummer. And of course, you know, I'm I'm, uh, sounding like a a selfish child, but, you know, the pandemic, uh, movie theaters have been reopened for a long time. Obviously, you don't have to go. Uh, if, if, if it's unsafe, but, right. um, but you know, if we're vaccinated and we wear masks and we're safe, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's good to go point. back yeah. at this point. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, um, we'll uh, some other things coming up soon. We got Yellowstone coming back in a few weeks. Very excited for that. Uh, Star Trek discovery, uh, has a new season coming up. How to with John Wilson has a new season coming up, which I really love. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and Orville finally got a date. Uh, yeah. March 10th. So yeah. that's a few months away, but uh, Orville. My favorite and Star it's Trek. Gonna be, yeah, exactly. It's going to be called Orville New Horizons. Oh. So I kind of dig that they're giving it this other name. Is it still only supposed to be this final third season? We don't know. We don't know. I think we're under the impression that it might be the maybe that's right. why they're giving it this name i don't right, know right, but right, right. um but okay. they spent a shitload of money on it and i and i really hope that I, I i would hope that they could continue it if he wanted to continue it it seems like you should yeah. let him continue it yeah um I but i don't that. know um and a couple other trailers to keep an eye out for i saw a trailer for the power of the dog have you seen that trailer it's a western no with not. benedict cumberbatch oh my god i think you should check out that yeah, trailer of course. the power of the dog um, yeah there's the trailer for spencer where uh Kristen Stewart is playing uh, uh Diana. Yep, um, seen that one. That looks uh, good in the trailer. Yeah, I think uh, it could be great. There's that totally insane movie Moonfall coming out in uh yeah. <laughs> January yeah. or whatever from Roland Emmerich. I uh, I'm ready <laughs> for a Roland, Roland Emmerich, Emmerich movie. Yeah, perfect Roland man. Emmerich project it looks like. It's awesome. Um I saw last night the trailer for Nightmare Alley, a new Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Uh, and that looks cool. It's got a great cast. Looks scary. Um looks scary. and uh there's also Don't Look Up, which is the uh Who's the guy that did uh, Big Short and whatnot? Adam um, McKay. Yeah. New Adam, Adam McKay. McKay movie. I'm not sure if that'll be good. It looks a little I, goofy. I'm, I'm stoked for it either way because I just like Great Adam cast. McKay, you got Meryl Streep and uh, all these people in it. Right. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And then lastly on trailers, I don't know if you caught this, but there's a Picard season two trailer. No, I've not seen it. That shows us what the premise of the show is. I don't okay. know if you remember, but they put out a poster about six months ago and it was all the freeways in LA. Yeah. In yeah. Sh- and we were both like, oh, what that's are so confusing. Yeah. The premise of Picard season two is that they come back to present day, 2021 Los Angeles and have to fix something. Okay. The pandemic. <laughs> I don't, COVID? I don't remember what the <laughs> thing is. Okay. But it looks terrible yeah well i don't think they're gonna top uh, voyage home but i guess we'll see yeah it's in the same vein premise wise i guess uh but uh holy fuck i can't i can't say that i'm excited it looks so bad i don't know i don't know they're they're bold they're trying a lot of things man and like what a what a uh what a transparent attempt to cut your costs (laughs) costs <laughs> that that okay that's the first thought like, i had i was the like our problem we, is that oh oh you don't want to make yeah. star trek you want to make a cop show in la and you're putting star trek characters in it like right. that's how it feels this is i mean the, i'd love for them to prove me wrong but it this is the 80s move for so many things you're gonna make a 
Masters of the Universe movie, you know, that takes yeah. place on a yeah. on a fantasy world like Star Wars, and oh, cool, the Bring first act will be there, and then it'll be fish out of water, yes. and they come to Earth, yes. right? That's like the, Wonder Woman, the old yeah, yeah the yeah. old classic thing. Yep. Um, also, uh, the licorice pizza. Uh, preview, oh yeah, I forgot which that. I, uh, yeah. I'm very excited for if you if you like uh, this I am filmmaker, too. Paul be Thomas Anderson. I yeah. I generally really enjoy, so I think it'll be great. Yeah, um, I think uh, we could do Rotten Tomato scores. I'm what ready. do you think? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up uh, with Rotten Tomato scores, of course. And we've done a couple of these, but we're just gonna do them all. We're just gonna do the Daniel Craig Bonds and okay. get them out of the way. Yeah. Um. So uh, and it'll be funny. I kind of already know the answer to this, but to really analyze how closely these match up with our ratings. Um, yeah, yeah. And our order of things. Oh, that'll be so interesting, yeah. what do you think you got for Casino Royale? So Casino, I'll oh, say, oh, I'll yeah. say for Casino, uh, 92 critics and uh, 88 audience. 92 critics and 94 and 90. Okay, even happier with that. Yeah, yeah great. Even better. Uh, Quantum. Um, Quantum, I'm going to say like, uh, like, 68 and 72 68 and 72 64 and 58 oh even worse for yeah. so that's how i felt when we left that one that's about right yeah. um honestly <laughs> yeah I, I, like i said it's growing on me too. i would He's, say Craig's i would just so cool i would put it. it more in the 70s for me personally like maybe like 70 or yeah. 71 72 i mean character wise uh, it's almost the strongest one for me for craig and that's right. what everybody says well he's the best actor to do it and i think that is his strength so even though it's all reliant on him as a character mm-hmm. to me, I just think anyway. No, um, yeah, that's fair. Okay, Skyfall I know is maybe even loved more than Casino, which is wrong, but people <laughs> but people feel that way. Sure. Um, for Skyfall, I guess I've got to say if critics were ninety four, I guess I'll say ninety six for critics and ninety four for audiences. Ninety six, ninety four. We have ninety two, eighty six. Okay, a little lower. That's yeah, good. That's actually where it's I actually be. on par with uh, yeah. with Casino. And it, it's a little, just case. slightly lower, slightly yeah. below it. And in the immediate aftermath, everyone was saying not only is it the best crack, they, everyone was saying, "Do you remember Sky, Skyfall? Like one of the best, best movies ever made. Yeah, Skyfall is the best Bond movie I, ever. Obviously, and to that the point that I up, loved yeah. Skyfall and I was angry afterwards because I was like, "No, that's too much <laughs> praise." You know, and I like had no reason to not be happy. You remember though, we worked at Sony. And that is maybe still their highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it made 900 million or yeah, something. Yeah, it might still be. I'm not sure if anything, maybe one of the new Spider-Mans is past it. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, or if not, soon. Okay, so Spectre? Um, Spectre, uh, 64, 68. 64 and 68. Let's see. 63 and 61. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's about right. That's fine. It's all whatever. right. <laughs> so it was, that movie really was just underwhelming. Eh, yeah. Um, and now no time to die, die. uh, no time to die audience or critics. I'll say critics 83 audiences, 87, 83 and 87. We have 84 and 88. Extremely close. You're off by one on both. Real close. Real close. So that feels right to me. I don't know if that's a little high for you. Um, actually mm, I would even probably have it at like, yeah, I 80. would probably even have it like eighties, uh, like low eighties, but, um, instead yeah. of mid to high, but you but know yeah. what? Good for them that they have finished up with what is pretty unanimously considered a good movie. Yeah. And I think people were really appreciating what they attempted to do, even if maybe not everyone loved it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I really think people were like, yeah, I get, I get right. what they were doing. Right. It's not a bad choice. The movie. I think is uh, is and will be 
respected as yep. opposed to Agreed. specter Agreed. not respected yeah. yeah and quantum eh, sort of which we're both um, cool with but it's right. not certainly not a high i point. think people will respect this movie and obviously critics 300 critics uh roughly um put it at 84 that's pretty darn good yeah. that yeah. is a good movie they when did a good job that. and 88 from audiences that's really good nowadays um, so anyways, that's, uh, that's it for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, do you have a hidden gem for us today? I do. I wanted to kind of stick to the sort of spy theme. Cool. Um, yeah. So I, uh, actually chose a uh, spy game, which, uh, um, with Brad, Pitt uh, you remember and, that one? Uh, yeah. And, uh, his look and Robert Redford, right? Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. <laughs> yeah. They love working together. They own a bunch of stuff together. Um, you know, that's it, cool. it's one of, you know, I love the spy genre. We talk about it a lot. Um, it, it's one of my favorite spy movies. It's probably my favorite spy movie that's not ever talked about. Like, it's just yeah. not ever in the mix. I remember and, and really liking fine. it, yeah. But I rewatched it, and I've rewatched it a couple times, not too long ago, and it just keeps getting better to me. I really cool. think it's, um, I just think it's underrated. I, I think it's a very, very smart, clever. I love the structure of it, how it works. I love the camaraderie between sort of this mentor student right. type of thing. And it, it is also my favorite learning to be a spy movie. Like I remember it came out oh, right the around the time the recruit came out. Yep. And I just remember thinking, wow, I like the recruit. It's fine. Spy game is a hundred times more superior. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. As like, this is how yeah. the guy gets recruited and learns the craft. And, but it's really got an emotional core to it. And a real, I mean, it really gets into that territory of like, what is right and wrong here? Yeah. Like, what are, what are we doing? Are we still doing this for the right reasons, even though we got to get our hands dirty or, sure. um, so it's just, look, it's just really strong. Obviously Redford and Brad Pitt are really good there. There's nothing, you know, everybody knows that, but they're, but it's it's on display in this movie. Um, check it out, rewatch That's it. That's a really cool call it. out. Yeah, yep, it's a good one. Uh, Spy game. Well, we're gonna end uh, the show with some music uh, because uh, we have all the time in the world to record. We have <laughs> this is uh, famously the uh, montage uh, sequence from Honor Majesty's Service. Service, correct? Which is a wonderful Bond movie, and where uh, essentially James Bond, for one of the only times in the series, is truly falling in love. And we get to see it, and uh, and then this this uh, line is delivered, and it is movie. how we play out uh, our most recent no, no time, time to, to die with Bond's wife and uh, Louis Armstrong yeah. or Louis Armstrong with Honor uh, Majesty's Secret Service's famous song. Uh, we have all the time in the world. There it is. We have all the time in the world. Time enough for life to unfold All the precious things love has in store We have all the love in the world If that's all we have, you will find we need nothing more Every step of the way Will find us With the cares of the world Far behind us We have all the time in the world Just for love 
nothing more, nothing less. Oh, Nothing less. Oh. 